blaming somebody, anybody. It's a habit, a tendency that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, the blaming game. Adam and Eve, confronted with the reality of their temptation, immediately found themselves trying to shift the blame. Adam points the finger at Eve. She offered me the fruit. Eve points the finger to the snake. The snake hissed and I was tempted. The blame game is as old as humanity itself. And as we've been thinking about this character Joram, we realise that he had an epic capacity to try to shift blame. Sometimes we can be guilty of the same tendency. Confronted with our failures, we blame others around us. Why weren't they there for us? We blame our past. We look for things in our upbringing, which may well have shaped the way we are now. I realise that. But there can be a quick jumping to the past to explain what we've done in the present. We blame our circumstances. It's not our fault. We just found ourselves set up by some situations that just compelled us to make wrong choices. And of course, there's the old favourite, the devil made me do it. The reality is the devil can't make us do anything. Temptation comes, but we are offered power to be able to stand in the face of temptation. Some people even blame God. It's the Lord's fault. He didn't deliver me. He didn't give me the power. He didn't shut the door in my face when I wandered down that corridor of temptation. Oh, and there's one other, one other body that we can blame, and that is the church. They didn't care for me. I'm not being fed. I'm not being spiritually nourished, so I don't have the resources to stand firm in the place of temptation. The blame game. Let's agree this. There is something wonderfully liberating. What a great relief there is to own our failures and our sins. The truth is that all of us mess up, Christian leaders included. Sometimes when I've shared my struggles, I've got into trouble because people want Christian leaders to be perfect. They want us to set an example. And that's absolutely biblical, that we do have lives that point the way. But setting an example is not the same as projecting an image. I'm fragile. I fail, I make mistakes, but what relief, what joy there is to own those mistakes, to not look around to try and offload the responsibility onto somebody else, but to own what I've done, and then, because I'm owning what I've done, I can own the reality of the grace and forgiveness of God. There's no need for us to blame others. We can accept God's forgiveness. Quickly, some people say, well, the problem is I don't feel forgiven. That's why I'm looking around to try and shift the responsibility. But forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a fact. And like everything else in the life of faith, we accept forgiveness not by measuring our feelings, but by coming alongside the Word of God and allowing the truth of Scripture to meet us in that situation of stumbling and failure. It's not about what we feel, it's about what God says. So maybe you find yourself in a situation right now where you've fallen over, figuratively speaking, morally you've messed up, and you're looking around for somebody else to shoulder the blame. 
Why not stop doing that? Why not today own what has happened and then receive the grace and forgiveness that God offers that is yours regardless of feelings? That's the good news.